Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I'm Mr. Mark Lawrence. Across from me is Ben Reichley, fine local businessman, salesperson. If you have a question about underground utility infrastructure, piping, or you just need a new outside <laughs> spigot. <laughs> that's more plumbing. But oh, anyway, that's plumbing. Okay. okay. That's okay. Just thought I'd get a little freebie. Subsurface from. infrastructure. Oh, that's right. Okay. So the, the big stuff, the high volume material. Mm. All right, so Ben is with us, good local businessman, Republican committee person, natural-born listener, and uh, mostly when he's hearing folks on the other side of the aisle, uh, has his arms folded, his ears plugged, and doesn't want to... Yeah, I enjoy uh, hearing (laughs) what others have to say, and we're going to enjoy hearing uh, what Bob Garrett in the Chamber of Commerce, I think we have a couple guests, Art Thomas and Amy Beaner is going to be involved today, so we're going to have a little little chamber, uh, how would you say, a little Chamber Hoopla for the first half hour. All right on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street to Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. As uh, previewed there, Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, is on the line. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for calling in today. Good morning, Mark. You know, uh, Ben, you set me up there. I feel like the ringmaster at a circus, the hoopla, yes. the chamber hoopla. Good morning, uh, Ben and uh, and Mark. Hey, I do have uh, Amy uh, Buner, our rising vice chair, uh, on the phone with me, and I do have Art Thomas, uh, our chairman-elect. Uh, so, uh, Mark, this is going to take a little extra work on you, your uh, part and my part. To, uh, but if you direct questions directly to us, I promise we'll answer and we'll try to be as smart as the average bear. Okay, here's the, the first question. What is the unemployment rate? Okay, <laughs> we're working on that. <laughs> I know. Did you hear? We did. You know, did you talk about that? Last month, they never, yes. uh, they never even told us uh, what the jobs report was that we had to go looking for it. Uh, do you, do you sometimes feel like we're we might be getting uh, national news light uh, from folks because you know they then they have to they, so quickly they have to find the uh, the dark lining to a silver cloud. You know, in normal times, two hundred forty-five thousand jobs created is big news. That's, Positive, that's good. Um, and and while I agree with the commentator that uh, we're still ten million off, uh, you know, the economy is coming back. Things are things are happening. We're watching carefully. There's nobody. There's no business person out there that wants to contribute to the spread of COVID nineteen. This is a dreaded scourge on our nation and on our planet, if you will. Um, but at the same time, we're working every day to get every jo- every business reopened and booming uh, and getting ready for 2021. So 
Uh, so good morning. Right. Uh, we, we'll find out that unemployment rate for you any minute now. <laughs> well, we have 245,000 new jobs added, so that is certainly good news. We're still down about 10 million from this time a year ago, but we were at a, just a fabulous high then, and the pandemic clawback has been slow but steady. There have been bigger steps along the way, so uh, we just think that this is uh, good news. Let's do you, see. Do you think, uh, Bob, and you can comment on this, and uh, Mark, and uh, of course, uh, Art and Amy are uh, are folks with occupations and, and uh, managing folks. Do you, do you think the strength of the economy allowed this to be more recession-like than depression-like when we talk about the uh, the economy in the United States? Because we see in other countries where it's more depression-like, but we had such a strong economy going into this, we were able to thwart some of the uh, some of the economic indicators or some of the economic situations that that would have happened if we had, uh, let's say, an average or mediocre or what we saw in the last administration, that type of economy that just sort of bumped along. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, we talk every day about uh, the importance of continuity planning and planning for uh, for the rainy day, if you will. But no planner could have envisioned uh, what was going to happen with this pandemic with a complete shutdown. Um, you know, overnight, uh, we talk about uh, V-shaped uh, economies. This was a cliff. It was straight down. We lost those 24 million jobs overnight, literally overnight, and we're doing our best to claw back from this. I, I think really what you're talking about, uh, Ben, uh, uh, if I can put it into a word, is fundamentals. Are the business fundamentals uh, in the United States uh, stronger than they were four years ago, stronger than they are in some of the more socialized uh, nations of Europe and Africa? Absolutely. No question whatsoever about that. Uh, in the economy of, uh, of China, which is completely government regulated, uh, there's a, uh, you know, they're really hurting as compared to the United States. I mean, we still have too many people on the sidelines, no question about it. We're doing everything we can at the chamber and with Amy and, and Art's leadership. I think it'll just get better and better, as I like to say, our best days lie ahead. Um, but the fundamentals are strong um, nationally. We are going to keep working on it. The fundamentals in Pennsylvania, quite honestly, are not where they need to be. Uh, Pennsylvania is still, uh, we're on the, uh, on the bottom of all the right lists and on the top of all the wrong lists. Uh, when it comes to being business friendly, and we're doing everything we can every day uh, to change that. But, well, yet, but yet we have some businesses uh, thriving around here, so we want to talk about that. It, w- one of our good business people says it's, you almost you have to hit a home run with every business around here in order to stay in business because of the the burden of taxes and regulation and so on. U.S. unemployment rate now six point seven percent in November. It was six point nine percent the month before. So there's the number that goes with that 245,000 number. Bob, you are an eternal optimist, but uh, you have already alluded to this, this idea that uh, every time you talk about the optimism and the fact that the clawback is underway around here, uh, there is always somebody out there that says, well, I'm still not working. I still can't find a job. This still isn't working for me. Uh, I hate to hear that optimism. You know, this person may say, I hate to hear that optimism because I'm still struggling. You're completely and, and really morbidly aware of that, please. I am uh, morbidly aware is a good way to put it. It causes me to lose sleep at night. You know, 
one of the things that's going to happen, uh, Mark and Ben, and, uh, and I'd like to hear uh, Amy and Art's uh, take on this, but one of the things that's going to happen as we come out of this, as this pandemic, as we talk about uh, new normal, we need to make sure we're creating better normal uh, in the greater Susquehanna Valley. We, we knew back when the unemployment rate was 3.5%, uh, we knew that there were still way too many people on the sideline. We knew there were way too many people, for whatever reason, not in the workforce. At the chamber, we believe, and we have the data to show that there's something to our beliefs uh, here, we believe that we continue to have a mismatch of the skill sets that people have and the jobs that are being created and the jobs that exist. You know, if we had Zach Stoddard on this call, he would tell you, hey, I have 750 uh, open positions at CareerLink right now, and in some of those positions, maybe four or five at that one company. Uh, the problem I have is I don't have people with the correct skill set to match up with that. What you're seeing on the employer side is they're saying, hey, listen, if you can find me somebody who's, who's willing to come to work every day, you know, come to work with a, with a pencil sharp, ready to work, I'll give them the training. Don't worry about it, Bob. I'll do that for them. But at the same time, I think it's, it's best for us to have a long view. And what we're going to be talking about in the coming two years with our new strategic plan, connect and move forward together, what we're going to be talking about is, hey, here are the jobs that are, exist that are going to be created in the greater Susquehanna Valley. Are the skill sets that you're picking up uh, at the secondary level, at the post-secondary level, at the mid-career level, are those skills matching up with the positions that actually exist here in the greater Susquehanna Valley? That's that's what we're going to work on every day. And, and, uh, and I hope to take that morbid... <laughs> out of our vernacular over the next two years and say, hey, we, we have good opportunities and we're getting people, everybody's getting to the starting line together with the right set of skills. Uh, and and uh, quite honestly, uh, that matches up very, very nicely with our number one initiative uh, for, the, um, uh, for our strategic plan for the coming two years, which is, is, um, is matching up uh, uh, people looking for work with employers looking for people to work. Uh, so, uh, But we'll talk more about that as, as we go on. We can stay on the national economy. We can talk a little bit about our local unemployment rates, which are significantly better uh, than the rest of the state and certainly the rest of the nation. Well, I think uh, I but we'll follow wherever you lead us. Yeah, I think we want to talk to Art and Amy, don't we, Mark? Yeah, Art, uh, <laughs> let's let's get to Art first, and then Amy. We'll talk about this uh, uh, idea, the jobless numbers. Uh, the, the clawback continues in the U.S., and so there is uh, uh, some good news there. Your reaction, Art, and then you can elaborate on what uh, uh, Bob was saying about the fact that the Chamber really is trying to work hard to make sure that this uh, clawback happens for everybody. Good morning, Mark and Ben. It's great to see you on the radio this morning. What, um, what do I think about the job ad and the unemployment rate? I don't know. You tell me. What am I supposed to think of that? Uh, we're not at 3.5. We're not at 12. Uh, some people thought we were going to lose 65,000 jobs. Some people thought we were going to gain 750,000 jobs. We still need 10 million more. What's the participation rate? Nobody wants to work. It's dropped out. I don't know what to think of all this. There's upper channels to listen to. You listen to one channel, they tell you one thing. You listen to another channel, they tell you another thing. Here's what I do know. 
There was a lot of money injected into our economy this summer, a lot of money. I now feel like I have a better grip on what 2 or $3 trillion looks like because there's people out there with money to spend. I guess the unfortunate part is not everybody got money to spend, but a lot of people did, and that's making a lot of businesses busy because a lot of people got money to spend on the businesses. Moving forward, what can we do to improve? I don't know. I hope we can figure that out. One of our biggest things moving forward for the next year or so is member retention. Member retention might sound a little selfish, but member retention means that our members are still in business, and not only are they in business, but they're able to pay their member dues. So we're going to strive for member retention. I know the nationwide statistics for chambers, 88%, I think, is the target to be, whether you're above or below for retaining members. And we're usually well into the 80s. You know, uh, we're never going to retain 100%. We don't retain 100% when it's a non-COVID year. But we got to strive to retain our membership, and doing that is going to be helping our members. Bob's working on a two-year strategic plan as we speak as a result of a member survey we conducted. Part of that member survey is what can we do for you right now? Who cares what our goals are two years from now if somebody's going to go out of business two months from now? So part of our survey was finding out what people need from the chamber right now. What can we do for them in the first quarter of 2021? What trainings can we provide? What assistance can we provide? What can we do right now? And that's what Bob's working on. He might be able to talk a little bit about that right now, falling out of our survey. But we're going to have something out by the end of this month that's going to be our comprehensive strategic plan for the next two years. And that's going to include short-term goals that we can meet in the first quarter to help our members. So I don't know. These numbers come out every month. (laughs) It could have been worse. It could have been higher. Things could have went the wrong way. So I think it's good that our numbers of unemployment are coming down and our jobs were added. All right, well, I'm going to ask you the same question next month, so be ready that yeah. time with it. With mm. uh, I do know <laughs> than I know. Yeah, Amy, uh, how do we look on the radio? Mark, Mark <laughs> spiffed up today. I have a coat and tie on for you, and Nart. I have my good flannel shirt on. Yeah. Amy, real quick, uh, jobless reaction, and what are you hearing out there in the realty world? We know that you mm-hmm. are a realtor with Bowen Agency Realtors, so and uh, very much wired into to government. What your reaction to the jobless numbers, and what are you hearing out there? Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. It is a pleasure to be here for the, I believe, the first time. Um, And and what an honor. So I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie about that. But um, I will tell you that you may know I'm somewhat simplistic in that I normally focus not necessarily on the numbers and the statistics, but the discussions and the experiences. um, Because to me, I in my college days when I left the area I referred to this region as my little time warp now I like to semantically change that for the positive and call it a microcosm um, <laughs> because we do live in a little different area when you look at national news in my opinion um, things are, are different here so we have seen 
the ebbs and flows throughout the pandemic. We have taken from the chamber's perspective that short-term approach when it comes to strategic planning, as Art had mentioned. And um, so from the real estate world, um, I, I think that what we've seen is, you know, we've seen some transitioning and relocating and um, move about with families or individuals transitioning to purchasing coming to the area for the more rural type of feel that they can get, uh, you know, uh, pricing when coming from urban areas. There has been a little of everything that they touch on at the national level. Um, that requires our focus from the chamber perspective on some of the other strategic initiatives. But we're trying to be, and some of the words that I have focused on throughout the last few months, uh, from employment to housing to all financial stability, nimble and agile, um, being and very reactive while trying to still be proactive. So planning for what's to come has been difficult. I would say that those in business who had a solid business plan that was including some emergencies um, and were creative. You know, there's, there's a lot of that. And I do think that, uh, as you discussed, Bob, um, you have individuals looking for work and you have employers looking for individuals and trying to connect it to one of the biggest things that I think is important is when you look at our area and the layers of uh, relationships, that's where we come in. We have to try and pair and partner all those things. And the good news as I see is um, in my world, a little bit of commercial shift, um, or a lot and kind of an unknown as far as where do commercial properties and such go which obviously directly impacts what the local economy will look like going forward there will be some shifts and our national association's economist Lawrence Young says that with the injection of a lot of financials we will probably see some trending upwards and my hope is that in our microcosm that will have even more positive impact than it does on the national level um, because we are a little bit smaller and we do tend to <laughs> sometimes be on the upside of those things that we don't fall into the large national statistics that are great when it comes to seeming negative perspectives. Um, that is where I see things. I think we will come back. Um, I don't necessarily see as negative an impact um, because I'm, I'm trying to focus on the positive. Uh, I, I tend to be that forever optimist like Bob Garrett, but plan for the worst and hope for the best. Being creative, nimble, and agile will hopefully bring us back, and I'm very honored to be a part of the 
leadership team with the chamber to do what it takes to try and get us there as quickly as possible. Well, well, thank you for that. We really appreciate it. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the chamber's strategic plan and uh, upcoming activities uh, that are going to be held by the chamber. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Oh, Doobie Brothers, Bob, to bring you in. Hey, Bob, I think uh, Amy Beaner was describing you in your high school football days, agile, mobile, and hostile. (laughs) All right, uh, Bob Garrett, Greater Susquehanna Valley. uh, Say that again, Bob, please. I said hit him hard, but run slow, Ben. Uh, and, and hey, and Ben, I'm still thinking about that Penn Della, Della data ad, and and that'd be like us on the burger night and ordering a light beer, wouldn't it? That yeah, that's sense. true. Double cheese, two was it? Two double cheeseburgers and a diet soda. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my order. Don't laugh, you guys. Come on, stop it. But uh, Bob, uh, Mark's going to get into the strategic plan, but I think uh, Amy and Art sort of laid it out, and uh, you know, ongoing leadership in the, in the chamber. Uh, looking at what uh, what return on investment for members, holding members, not bringing new businesses into the area, but also you know you look at that, but also making the businesses here thrive so they can hire because it's easier to make uh, businesses better and it costs less than to bring new businesses in. It's great to bring new businesses in, but uh, keep your membership uh, uh, foundation going and uh, and grow the chamber. Yeah, and Ben, I, I think really what what uh, what you're highlighting there, and I, I truly appreciate it, is that the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber uh, about to celebrate our centennial year of our Sunbury uh, connection, uh, our 127th year of our Shemokin connection as the merged chamber of the area. But uh, pretty soon you'll be hearing from us about uh, our celebration, our second century of prosperity celebration. But what you're talking about, then, is uh, for at least the last couple of decades, our chamber has been almost entirely a retention and expansion chamber of commerce. And there's great wisdom in that, and I'll tell you why, and that is because uh, year over year, about 95% of all new jobs are created by existing businesses. Um, you know, we love bringing in uh, new businesses uh, when, when they when they, number one, they're gonna provide family-sustaining good jobs, number one, and number two, are going to uh, be good corporate citizens to the Valley, and uh, and number three, will not uh, in any way diminish uh, the beautiful environment that we um, 
that we enjoy every day in the greater Susquehanna Valley. There's a reason why we choose to live uh, in a rural area, and most of us want to keep it uh, somewhat rural, uh, if not completely rural. Uh, so, so yes, we are a retention and expansion chamber. I think um, with the leadership team we have with Art and Amy, uh, Art from uh, an engineering and an aging in place uh, companies, MechTech, uh, an engineer, land surveyor, and municipal um, uh, engineer, uh, and then uh, diversified construction as an aging in place company. Two exciting things that uh, uh, that'll really help uh, us to make our case as we continue to retain and expand the jobs we have here. And then Amy with her uh, depth of knowledge, uh, not only of uh, our local real estate, but Amy's also a, a leader in the in the statewide uh, real estate industry and uh, and you know if if I, I hope folks listened in and leaned into the radio when Amy Buner was just talking about commercial real estate, you know we talk about new normal, we talk about better normal. Things are going to change. Um, you know I happen to be this morning sitting in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, three blocks from a completely empty capital complex, and. Folks have to be wondering, though, why, why are we paying millions and millions of dollars every day to maintain all those empty buildings? At some point, uh, businesses, governments, everybody's going to be thinking, hmm, maybe there's a different way to do business that could be better uh, in the long run. And I think you, you've heard it here first uh, when Amy told you that uh, the commercial real estate business is changing uh, very, very quickly. Well, Bob, Bob, would you say efficiencies? And and you would say, you know, government being efficient, your business being efficient, there's no time to be efficient than right now, and meaning, you know, this pandemic is going to open some doors uh, to some other ways of, of doing business. But one of the things, when you say rural area, I, I would hope uh, number one on the list to allow our area to be rural but compete with suburban and urban areas would be uh, broadband infrastructure. Yeah, and and uh, and again, thank you for the. You've done a great job this morning, by the way, Ben, uh, in setting me up. The uh, you know uh, uh, over the past years, uh, broadband and high speed internet has been a very high priority for the chamber. It's a priority that Amy has led the fight on. Uh, the pandemic brought us some additional opportunities. All right, thank you so much, Bob. Stand by. I'm going to put you back on hold. You guys will be back on the radio in about seven minutes. You're listening to Financial Friday on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Right, thank you so much for joining us. It's Financial Friday on WKOK's On the Mark program. Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce on the line, along with the Chairman-elect Art Thomas, President of MechTech and Diversified Construction, Inc., and Amy Buner, who is the Vice Chair-elect of the Chamber for 2021. And uh, people are looking to her to single-handedly solve all known 
known diseases, feed the poor, and fill all commercial real estate with thriving businesses locally. So she's got her work here. Peace in the Middle East? Well, that's uh, too much. That's out of her wheelhouse, as they say. Bob, thank you so much. Uh, Tell us about the strategic plan that's going to really help guide uh, the chamber as uh, we launch into 2021 and make sure that uh, you are working hard for your the whole region and of course your members uh, mark uh, thank you uh, you know I, I there's one thing i can't let stand uh from the nine o'clock news uh i have to take issue with the suggestion that our economic recovery is petering out um you know that's just absolutely not true if you look at the recovery that we've had uh with this with this cliff we went over back in the spring it has been very steady uh yes it's decreasing of course it's decreasing keep in mind june and july we were one million jobs plus added to the economy the two largest uh job growths ever in the history of our nation uh in those two months together that was more than some decades had as far as decade uh, as far as job growth uh, goes then we came down to about uh, three quarters of a million, then about 600,000 this year, about a quarter million jobs, uh, this month I meant to say, uh, a quarter million jobs added. You know, Mark, in, in normal times, 250,000 jobs created is good news. In normal times, a 6.7% unemployment rate is good news. That's a much better employment, unemployment rate than several presidents have ever experienced. Uh, now, is it where we want it to be? Heck no. We want it back where it was to 3.5 or even lower, uh, where it was back in uh, January, February, March before the shutdown. So uh, this all connects to the strategic plan, by the way, because our number two issue on the strategic plan is local economic uncertainty. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is no way I'm going to let anybody talk down our local economy uh, because the data does not support that you know it's become we've become very popular this year to say we have to we have to follow the data we have to follow the science well the science says that our local economy is very strong and has the ability to get stronger what we don't need is more poo-pooers and naysayers and and people who talk down our local economy we will do what it takes to make sure that the that local people who are looking for work find jobs and find family sustaining jobs we're working with local employers every day to do that okay now i'm going to get off my soapbox and just tell you we we operate at the greater Susquehanna valley chamber of commerce on a strategic plan of which we update every two years um our thomas our incoming uh, chair of the board already mentioned to you that this strategic plan has uh, uh, it's both tactical as well as strategic, meaning that, that we wanted to make sure that we weren't being tone deaf to our members and say, hey, is there anything we can do this week, this afternoon, right now, to make sure that you make it to 2021? And we did a lot of work with local counties on their CARES funding. We did a lot of work uh, at the federal level with Congress uh, and with the President of the United States. Uh, and uh, we participated very actively in all of the debates uh, here in Harrisburg with the uh, legislature and uh, the uh, governor to make sure that they're all hearing that, you know, I know you're all for jobs, but you can't be for jobs if you're against business. You've got to help out business. We need your help. Uh, Sure, checks are nice, but help us out with some regulations as well. 
Uh, so our number one issue uh, for the uh, coming two years is finding qualified employees. Our number two issue, as I just mentioned, is our local economic uncertainty. We need to, to be very clear. Um, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat things. If, 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 uh, if a business is having trouble, we're going to say that. And I'm, I'll tell you right now, the hospitality industry is taking it on the chin. Uh, and if there's any way that you can take out tonight, go out tonight, support your local uh, restaurants and other hospitality industry, participate in any of the Main Street events that are going on, shop local, shop big, it doesn't matter to me, but shop. Um, the uh, issue number three is customer retention. And um, uh, and uh, just like member retention, customer retention is a major issue. Issue number four is changes in regulations. That goes back to our governmental affairs efforts uh, with uh, with working with the at the state, with the local, state, and federal level, and in broadband access. Uh, uh, our broadband and high speed internet has become very sophisticated. We're working on access, affordability, and compatibility. Those five issues make the foundation of the next two years, uh, led by uh, Art Thomas and Amy Buner at the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber. All right, Art, elaborate on that. How are you going to attack these issues as uh, chair? We'll start out with uh, factors that relate to employees. All right, Amy, are you there? Amy is present, okay. and um, hello, hey, hello. Oh, there hey you are. guys, I'm here. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I'm sorry, Amy. Uh, no, I can't. What I said was, I can't believe Ben's wearing a tie just for me. <laughs> yeah, he's all dirty. Just for me. He's all duded up. <laughs> Plus a down vest on top of that, so yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unusual look for Ben. But it's, anyway, it's the walrus okay. look. So let's. Uh, we we only have about five minutes left in this segment. Employees, in in what way are you going to be working with workers to make sure that they're raised up in twenty twenty one? Well, we got to meet the challenge of our business needs, and I, Bob touched on it earlier. We have businesses in the valley that have needs right now for qualified employees. And we also have people on unemployment and not participating that could fill those needs if they just get a little bit of training. And CareerLink provides a wonderful uh, avenue for some people to get some training just to get their foot in the door. It's amazing how we have both ends of the spectrum right now, businesses that have needs that want to add employees and folks that are unemployed at the same time, and we got to get them together. So, you know, Jenny Wentz at the Chamber has been working with Jen Hain out at the Votech School uh, on workforce development. Uh, I I'm personally am actively involved in our early learning environment, and early learning, quality early learning is workforce development. Uh, everybody wants something to happen today. They want something to happen tomorrow. Sometimes you've got to invest for the long term. And if we don't invest in our early learners, we're not going to be good 20 years out. And if we do invest in our early learners, we will be good 20 years out. So whether it's someone three years old that needs shown the right way or someone 33 years old that needs to retrain, we're working on all these uh, avenues to try and get our people matched to the needs that are out there. We have the needs. We have the need for employment. We also have the candidates. We just got to get them together and 
we're working on that right now the best we can. All right, and you can always take suggestions from individuals. If folks want to contact the chamber, whether they're a business around here, we hope if they're a business, they're a member of the chamber. If they're not, uh, they still may have wisdom. And individuals around here, a lot of folks can have good ideas. You can go to gsvcc.org. Amy, just your thoughts on this. We have to kind of wrap up, but uh, the rest of the strategic plan is there for you and uh, the rest of your committees and so on to attack. Short-term goals, connecting those employees and, um, you know, boots on the ground, um, figuring this out day-to-day, week-to-week, and getting into 2021 strong. Um, But as uh, Art mentioned, too, you know, long-term goals in our educational facilities and making sure that we're focusing on the needs for the training for the area. Um, You know, there is a a little bit of attention to, you know, what do we have right here in this wonderful region and valley that, you know, we can attract students to potentially staying because we have post-secondary available to them that will afford them to stay here. Um, So some of that and then um, the shift in, uh, as Bob was mentioning, you know, hospitality taking a hit and back to the commercial world of real estate, what that all looks like, Um, you know, going from brick and mortar to um, working from home and broadband access and the capabilities that will be afforded to us hopefully over the next couple of years and making sure that we're attentive to how those commercial properties may have to shift and what attention we have to put to um, focus right now on the retention, getting the employees to the right employers, but our long-term goal of the shifts that are going to come. All right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, and you keep coming back to that important mm-hmm. uh, uh, topic. Amy Buner is the hey, vice Mark. chair-elect of the... Hold on one second, Art. Amy Buner, vice chair-elect of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce and, and one of the great realtors at Bowen Agency Realtors. And Art, uh, chairman-elect of the chamber and MECTEC uh, president, Diversified Construction. We'll give you the last word, Art. Thank you, Mark. Uh, something I feel necessary to say as the chairman-elect of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber, following up on Samantha Pearson, who perseveres. I heard her on your program yesterday morning. Um, She talked about leaders. I suppose at this point I'm going to have to accept that I may be recognized by some people as a leader. I'm going to be chairman of the board. Uh, I want everybody to stay in business. I want everybody to thrive. So I'm talking to the businesses out there that are members of the chamber. Wear your mask. You know, Trump's been my president for the past four years. and For a while I had thought and hoped that uh, it was going to go away. Well, it looks like somebody else is going to be my president moving forward. And if he asks me to wear a mask for 100 days, he's going to be my president, and I'm going to wear a mask for 100 days. Four or five months ago, we didn't even know where the tunnel was. Now I feel like we're in the tunnel. We can see a little bit of light, but just like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Trek, there's been a cave-in in front of us. All we got to do is claw our way through that cave-in and get to the light. The light's there. I'm glad to wear my mask now. I'm 56 years old. I'm going to be 57 in August, and I hope to make it. So I'm glad to throw my mask on. 
Show me the science. Eh, show me the science. Show me the science that masks don't work. At this point, I'm glad to put a mask on to make sure I get where I need to go. You know, how many of you listening have a shotgun loaded in the corner by your front door to get varmints and such? Even though the kids have been out of the house for 20 years, you're safe with a gun. You know how to handle a gun. But that's not where you put your gun anymore. How many of us put a seatbelt on just to leave our driveway to go an eighth of a mile to the corner store? We didn't used to put seatbelts on. Show me the science. I don't care. I'm glad to throw a mask on. You can't show me the science either way unless I look real hard and spend all day trying to search the websites. So as your chamber-elect chairman, I'm saying to my businesses, put a mask on, stay in business, so we can all move forward. All right, well, thank, thank you. you. Very well said, and thanks for stepping up, and thanks uh, to both you and Amy for being part. Yeah, thanks uh, for being to, on today. Uh, thumbing your nose at the leadership vacuum around here and saying you're willing to step up. Bob, we'll give you a closing minute. Go right ahead. Okay, uh, Mark, uh, I just want to mention to everybody, next Friday, December 11th, Rise and Shine. It'll be right before On the Mark, so you'll be able to do both. Uh, we'll have Rise and Shine early learning time. Uh, we have Gene Barr from the PA Chamber, the leader of the, um, of the House uh, Caucus on early learning, uh, and other uh, recognized experts going to be on a virtual uh, Rise and Shine briefing. Uh, come hear more about the committee that uh, Art chairs the Greater Susquehanna Valley Early Learning Investment Committee. But then on December 17th is our 99th annual meeting. It's a virtual affair, uh, and we're hoping to have a 1,000 people uh, watch our annual meeting, largest crowd ever. Uh, however, it'll be virtual. <clears throat> we had our prize patrol last night, so the the business of the year, the small business of the year, the the Heritage Award, all those have, were given out last evening. You'll learn who they were, all were in a uh, delightful, uh, professionally produced um, uh, annual meeting, which will be at 7 p.m. on December 17th, the 99th annual Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce uh, meeting, uh, and we will be launching not only our strategic plan, uh, but also yeah, our second good. century of progress. Thanks, Art. <laughs> yeah, do you have Maybe. to dress formally to be yeah. on the virtual uh, Tux chamber? Tucks and tails? Well, only from the uh, waist up. Okay. Well, Bob's, <laughs> Bob, we appreciate that. Bob Garrett, thank you for all you're doing, and thank you for whole, your whole team and for bringing them on board today and the insights into the jobless yeah. number. And thank you all for setting us straight. Uh, here I thought the the sky was falling uh, as uh, we gained 245,000 jobs. Yeah. So you set us straight, so we appreciate that. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Bob yeah, Garrett, uh, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, gsvcc.org. Org, Art Thomas, Chairman-Elect and President of MECTEC, and Amy Buner of Bowen Agency Realtors, yep, the Vice Chair-Elect. We're going to open up the phones, uh, and we will be right back. We're going to do some very brief news headlines when we mm. return. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great bumper music. Thank you so much. Mr. Mark Stevens is our fabulous producer, so uh, we appreciate his help and hard work in making stuff happen. That's... uh, Great music, probably from the 1970 or 80, 1980, movie, even something like that. Movie soundtrack. Emerson Lake and Palmer, Fanfare for the Common Man. Oh, Fanfare. Okay. Great, great live show. All right, Is thank you, Mark Stevens. To the show. Welcome back, my friends, yeah, to the show that never ends. ends. That's right, yeah. <laughs> All right. And, yeah, so much. music, yeah. <laughs> and you thought it was, that stuff was supposed to kill your memory. I guess it didn't. Mm-hmm. Another record-setting day of COVID-19 cases statewide and in the Valley. In their daily update Thursday, State Department of Health confirmed 11,406 new statewide cases of COVID-19. That included 320 new Valley cases. Both of those are new records. The highest daily increases statewide in the Valley since the start of the pandemic were recorded. 187 statewide deaths were recorded. 139 new Montour County cases. Now they reached 664 overall. Northumberland County at 90 new cases. Snyder County at 49. Union County at 42. Hospitalization around here has uh, tapered off uh, somewhat with no sharp increases there. Up to the U.S. Supreme Court, fresh off another rejection in Pennsylvania's courts. Republicans Thursday asked the U.S. Supreme Court to block President-elect to Joe Biden's victory in Pennsylvania. While the state's lawyers say the fatal flaws in the original case mean justices are very unlikely to hear it. A Republican U.S. Congressman Mike Kelly of northwestern Pennsylvania and the other plaintiffs say they are now asking the high court to prevent the state from certifying any contests from the November 3rd election and undo any certifications that have already taken place. They maintain that Pennsylvania's expansive role of vote-by-mail is unconstitutional because that should have required a constitutional amendment to authorize its provisions. Biden beat President Trump by more than 80,000 votes in Pennsylvania, a state Trump had won in 2016. Most mail-in ballots were submitted by Democrats. Pennsylvania's Supreme Court threw out the case Saturday. Kelly's lawyers sought an injunction Tuesday in the U.S. Supreme Court, then withdrew it while they asked the state's highest court to halt any certifications until the U.S. Supreme Court can act. The state justices refused used Thursday, and Kelly's lawyer promptly refiled the case with the U.S. Supreme Court. In the state's courts, justices cited the law's 180-day limit on filing legal challenges to its provisions, as well as the staggering demand that an entire election be overturned retroactively. Uh, In addition to challenging the state's mail-in voting law, Kelly's lawyers questioned whether the state's justices violated their clients' constitutional rights by throwing out the case on the basis of time limits and barring them from re filing it on the same ground. Yeah, that seems fairly uh, diluted. Judgmental diluted. 
Uh, well, this is what there. the president wants. He wants it to get the U.S. Supreme Court because that's where he says his judges are located. Yeah, so I don't think they're his judges. They're U.S. Supreme well, Court judges. Somebody, so. You're going to have to tell him he thinks they're his. Well, uh, I will <laughs> say this. Stay tuned because there's more and more. What Nevada, Georgia, what uh, what is uh, churning up. Uh, and, you know, this should be open. And people should say, hey, let's look. Let's open this up and look at what our election system was like and uh, let the chips fall where they may. But let, let's see why uh, there's uh, these allegations and why people are, you know, stepping up and saying, hey, I called these ballots from New York down to Lancaster. I mean, you know, th- these people aren't stepping up for the sake of, hey, you know, uh, I, I have a partisan uh, uh, horse I'm riding here. They're, they're, these people don't have a, uh, you know, these people are just regular workers and bipartisan. They're too. Americans first, just well, like you. you right? And you, you know. think the election was stolen? I, I think the election has questions, and and we're seeing those questions, but but not but, stolen. But but the, and and I think you've made it. But so when you look at the metrics of the election, and you look at what happened down ballot, and then you look at the presidential side, and you look at these rallies that went on around the country, uh, there's something that seems not to to match up here. But yeah, we're stay tuned. Stan, Stan, you're on the mark. <laughs> How you doing? Hey. Uh, Question: Why do you suppose that the, the news media isn't saying anything about the explosive uh, video that came out from down in Georgia yesterday during the Senate te- testimonies they had down there? Well, where it shows clearly shows that they were pulling suitcases of ballots out after they kicked everybody else out of the, the hall. Yeah, is that the one that started with a water main break? Supposedly, is that the is this the same Fulton yeah. County scenario? That, yep. There was a water that main break. They shut everyone yep. down. Then they only brought some people back, and that. But it goes back to even what Bob Garrett said earlier about the the CBS uh, top of the hour news. I mean, listen to the tone, listen to the information, listen to their inflection. I mean, you, you want to talk about uh, uh, Debbie Downer or Danny Downer? I mean, uh, the poor lady was reading that like uh, she, you know she was, she, you know, she, oh, she's going to have to get the up and go clean the birdcage. The economy's clawing back. Oh man! Yeah, after I read this, I got to go clean my birdcage. Oh, this is, is going to be real fun. I'm going to sort my sock drawer. I mean, you know, you see, uh, you see, just listen to the inflection and the tone, and you get an idea. But no, uh, Stan, it doesn't fit the narrative. That's why they're not showing it. I know it doesn't fit their narrative, but it plainly shows in that Mm -hmm. video that they kicked all the full observers out and everybody but four or five people. And then they started pulling, uh, and they have video from 8 o'clock in the morning until when this was taking place, 12, 1, 10, 12, 11, whatever, at night. You know, they pulled, they had to set a table up with a black cloth over it, and they had stuck uh, suitcases under it. And then they, whenever they kicked everybody out, they pulled the suitcases out and started running those ballots through the voting machines, through, through the counting machines. So, you know, if that doesn't raise questions in people's mind, I, I, I guess, you know, they're blind or, or just don't want to see anything. I'm not skeptical, but I'm, I'm well familiar with this video. Even even uh, if it is fully investigated and vetted and we get to the bottom of exactly what happened and what happened is realized, will that be enough to give the election to Trump, or is this just going to be one of the many unanswered, or, you know, sort of unresolved issues that we'll have to take well, in 2021? it's not just the presidential, it's the senatorial. Uh, what do you well, think, Stan? Down ballots and everything else, mm-hmm. but right. down there, they have, they have, they have a grass out. 
that show the, the amount of votes for each candidate. You know, for they're going presidential only. And, and between a certain time period, and it's when they kicked everybody out, there was a sudden spike of uh, 50, 60-some thousand votes for Biden. What was his uh, margin of supposed victory down there in Georgia about that? You know, so they need to get in there and, and, and figure out what was going on and look at those ballots. Now, they may have destroyed them already. Who knows? I mean, the way my understanding is they're taking the voting machines out and, er- and erasing the information on them already. And then they were told they, you know, the court told them they shouldn't. Yeah, I'm not sure. You have to wait. There's there's time frames within that, and I know if, uh, here in December we'll get certification of that. But you have to hold those ballots, and they get stored for a certain amount of time. Now, each state, well, <laughs> as we see, but you know, uh, t- again, people stay tuned because more and more is coming out. People say, well, though, these allegations, no proof, no proof. Well, the allegations, and you have to investigate. I, you know, I, I, I told a, a very liberal Democratic friend who. They said, you know, you got to watch Columbo. One more thing. Yeah, one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. And then at the end, you'll you'll solve the mystery. And maybe it comes out that uh, Joe Biden is the next president. Time will tell. But stay tuned because things are yeah. happening. All right. Thank you so oh, much, I, I Stan. Do, one more thing, Mark. Please. At the, at okay, the top Columbo. of the hour, they had about the, the unemployment. No, I guess it was the bottom. Well, both. Top and bottom of the hour, they had about the, the unemployment numbers that they've, we've lost. 10 million jobs. Well, they have to regain 10 million lost jobs. I have a problem with that term, lost. Those jobs were not lost. They were taken by the governors of states where they shut down the businesses. Because otherwise, those people would still be employed. Yes. And you would not have shut... If you were a governor, you wouldn't shut down. You'd sort of do this. It's not... That's not what my point, Mark. My point (laughs) is the terminology they're losing. Those jobs were not lost. They were taken by the governors of the states. Yeah, gotcha. but, okay. So we got to get the verbiage again. The right. CBS, the tone, the information, the inflection, uh, how they give their information. All right. So we've right. discovered bias in the media. Well, thank you. We wow. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> yes. So it is uh, what we call on the, the on the mark show every day. Mm. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Really appreciate the call. All right. We got one caller waiting and another one standing by. Al, you're going to have to stand by just another minute longer or two minutes. Well, it's actually three, but hold on. (laughs) We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have been your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Mm. Mm. 
so. delayed reaction there. I need. Can you grab me another cup of coffee? Yeah, settle, <laughs> settle, out there. Settle coffee oh out my gosh! Yeah. Welcome aboard, everybody. It's WKOK's live telephone talk show. We're glad to say we have two fabulous callers standing by. We'll mm-hmm. take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at seven zero two three six. We would love to hear from you. Al, thanks for waiting through the break. You are now on the radio. Good morning, and thank you. Uh, this election was obviously stolen. <laughs> I mean, the constitutional problems, everything. And I think if the Democrats are lucky, um, we should grant them a new a new election. And President Trump, Trump ought to just stay there until we have a new election and straighten all these problems out so everybody would be happy with it. And if... Biden was so good and so wanted, it should come out the same anyway. If there was no cheating, why why not just do a mulligan? And uh, it should come out the same again anyway. Well, you can... There would uh, be no doubt, and because this is really going to divide the country, and if they would do something like this, they'd say, okay, we're listening to half the country, and the other half the country is so confident that Biden is our new president, that they're making all these arrangements... Just wait a little bit, and we're going to have a new election, and then you can get your man in there. What about the down-ballot elections? What do you do? Are you talking about just a presidential mulligan? Are you talking senatorial? Anybody that has a battle going on, let let them have a a re-vote. Anybody that's happy, anybody that's contested this time, just to make sure that we are the greatest country in the world, and we have all this, and the whole world's looking at us, and they can't believe what's going on here. Uh, and they're hoping for us to turn out the best, because we did bring the world out of poverty. We're the best thing going, and God is behind this country. And if we start acting right again, I mean, it's it's not going to hurt anybody to have another election, is it? Well, our money says in God we trust, so I guess uh, you have a point there. As far as the foreign countries, uh, I think China got the person they needed. Uh, Russia, uh, they got the person that they uh, felt is going to help help their causes, and it's particularly in the Middle East. And if they want to take the rest of Ukraine, since they took Crimea, they they probably might have an unfortunately have an open invitation so uh, uh, Germany okay. now is scaling back their payments to NATO so the next check will only probably be about 40 percent so um, yeah I yeah that's I w- what they want I mean but if they want to put it on the line and they're so short let's put it on the line again or they're working toward the one world order and and this is standing in their way President Trump is standing in their way because he and he and involved all the people behind him to say, look, they're looking into this now. I mean, it's it's a real problem, uh, what we got going on in this world, and uh, I was going to say one more thing about the Lord, but uh, I forget what it was, so I don't want to do it until uh, the Holy Spirit moves me to do it. Would you say, would you <laughs> say amen? I'd say amen, let's okay. do it again. One of, our, one of our good listeners <laughs> refers to himself and you as crazy Trump-following conspiracy theorists. So. Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not afraid of much. Uh, <laughs> and he's on your he side. Crazy. I don't care what anybody says about me. <laughs> and he, he, he says it with a good smile on his face, and he's one of your allies. Okay. So, well, thanks, All right, Al. appreciate the call, Al. Thanks for checking in. 1-800-795-9565. I'll read the email from which that remark came. It's mm. a longy way 
way too long. But uh, we'll do it anyway because that's the kind of place we are. Forgive us right-wingers for being very skeptical about this election. There are far too many anomalies that happen for people to just get over it and move on. A year ago at this time, most people would have agreed that President Trump would probably win big, especially if they knew he was running against a 78-year-old career politician who seems to have the onset of dementia. But who knew after the Senate voted not to impeach Trump for allegedly holding funds for Ukraine because he wanted them to look into actual corruption in Ukraine from the Bidens, that a virus would change everything. The media proclaimed that COVID would be Trump's Katrina at the very beginning of the pandemic and made sure that it was. And what a perfect opportunity to do mass mailing voting because people were afraid to go to the polls directly and cast their vote in person. Then on election night, after President Trump had won Florida and Ohio, the five other key states where Trump had the lead uh, did something else that's never been done before. They just stopped counting for a few hours, and then voila, when the Democratic-run <laughs> states resume counting, suddenly Biden takes the lead. He not only supposedly beats President Trump, who had more votes than any other incumbent president in history, but he received more votes than any other president ever. And he did all this while barely campaigning at all, while Trump was holding massive campaigns all over the place. But hey, nothing to see here. In fact, it was the most secure election ever. Apparently, the 70 million-plus voters who supported him and feel that this election could uh, could have possibly been stolen are a bunch of crazy Trump-following conspiracy theorists who don't know what we're talking about, says mm, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Email. Doug, yeah. we got a 100-word limit. That's 300 words, but uh, it certainly is uh, spot on. It's 99. a great summary of what's, what's happened around here. There was 99 and one-half. I got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company, and I certainly hope that you shop there. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. I've been driven in a Sunbury Motors vehicle in almost, let's see, 9 a.m. It would be almost five hours ago. Mm. Uh, We invite you to do what Ben and I do. That's tool around in a Sunbury Motor Company. Ford Ranger Mm. that's totally tricked out with everything that you want, or an F-150. Fusion, which has no. got a, a gazillion miles on it, so he's going to upgrade before too long. Taurus. Uh, Taurus. Fusion's too efficient. Okay. How Taurus. many cars do you have? Just a uh, Taurus. Just the Taurus. But okay. all the vehicles I do have come from Sunbury yeah, Motors. All, all Even Brand X, because uh, Brand X was on the Sunbury Motor used car lot. Oh, wow. Super. Okay. It's one of those perfect uh, pre-owned vehicles. But we invite you to check out the new Ford, Hyundai, mm-hmm. Kia, and Lincoln cars and uh, trucks at the Sunbury Motor Company. Check out the Quick Lane, where they are specializing in all types of service. They got me pumped up with nitrogen, and they are a master towing service, too. So it just doesn't what your vehicle need is. They can take care of it at the Sunbury Motor Company. And if you want to purchase a vehicle 100% online. You can do that at the Sunbury Motor Company. The pre-owned inventory, buy it online. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai. Online. You can do you what uh, literally hundreds of people have done. That's almost clear out the lot at the Sunbury Motor Company uh, of uh, perfect pre-owned vehicles. So please patronize our fabulous sponsor, and uh, I'll see you down there on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Dennis, thank you so much for waiting. I do appreciate your patience. I know you're rolling your eyes occasionally about uh, my s- terrible delay. Delays, but uh, now you have the floor. No, it's quite all right. Um, I was listening to all this, you know, economic stimulus, and of course, it's localized, you know. Um, but 
I'm sitting there thinking they're painting such a rosy picture, and I don't see it. I see hundreds of thousands of businesses across the United States closed that are never coming back. You know, and I'm listening if Biden becomes our president, which I'm not on that team, but if he does, he's talking about taxing people $400,000 or more. Well, who are the $400,000 people? They're the ones that hold your mortgage. They're the ones that probably own your apartment building. They're probably your grocers who are going to raise prices. Trucking will cost will go up. Gasoline will go up. Everything does not look rosy from what's being proposed by the Biden administration. And then, the, you know, the one fellow, and I'm not making any fun of him, he's, he's encouraging the mass, which, again, it's not 100% provable. The microbes can go right through the cloth mass if you read all these reports. I'm a nurse. I do read a lot of this stuff. I follow the mass because I'm asked to, but, you know, that's, there's still the restrictions from the governors, including ours. You know, you can't have alcohol after a certain time, and uh, you can only have so many people in a restaurant. I mean, they're painting a rosy picture that doesn't seem like there's an end to this at this point. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I don't see a Biden administration improving on this. So, Well, well Dennis, if I could put this out, it, depending on what happens, and uh, if, if Joe Biden is the next president, so the scenario would be, Senate would be Republican, and, and here we go with the uh, hamster on the wheel in D.C., and it just keeps running around and running around. F- from this standpoint, though, when you look at the reality, Joe Biden, I don't believe, is going to try to wreck the economy. There are certain things you say to be elected, particularly on the Democratic side. Certain things they seem, if you look at history, that they say and they get elected. Now, what they actually do in office. So we just had a, a person run for president as a Republican in 2016, Donald Trump, who said, this is what I'm going to do, and he actually did it. So I, I would say look at Republicans and Democrats. Look at the politicians when they run for president and what they say they're going to do and then what actually has happened throughout history. President Trump is an anomaly in a lot of a lot of ways. Uh, people say he certainly is, and on the negative side, they'll talk about that. But on the positive side, you had a person run for office and try to implement what he told you he was going to do. What a novel idea. So I, I would say the Biden people will understand if they are the Biden administration, if they are the Biden administration and in the White House, they will understand that they have to keep the economy running. So I would say look at the hyperbole of running for president and then look at how you govern. But And, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. But, you know, it seems like Mr. Obama's pulling a lot of strings behind the scenes here, too. Oh, he's the puppet master, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And well, he enjoys that. And as he said, in, I think publicly, he said, if I could sit in my basement in my uh, sweats and have somebody just be, the, you know, paraphrasing in the mouthpiece, I would enjoy that. Oh, he, he's, you want to talk, people who say Donald Trump was a narcissist, Holy smokes! Yeah. You got yeah. you got Barack and Michelle, who yeah. feel that they are the bee's knees. Well, I look at the military. What was left after he left? I, I, you know what I mean. It was just we were so weakened, and and is just incredible what was done to this country in eight years. And that's why my biggest fear with the Biden administration isn't so much only the business aspect. 
with taxes. They want to revoke those tax cuts. And, and you know, it's... It I don't see a rosy to help picture. everyone. Seem to help everyone, but they won't talk about it. Dennis, quick question as a professional, as a, as a nurse... Can you can what what's your sense of 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 COVID? My sense of COVID is uh, as we've been studying, it's been around. It's not something strange unless something was manipulated in the lab. But taking the the medical point of view, there all the stuff we read about, the microbe is so small that it goes through cloth masks. So the masks basically don't help. At least you know some of them. Mm-hmm. The, the I-95 mask does help. I was masked on my last job. In March 3rd, I was rushed to the hospital with 103 temp. I was so sick, they didn't have a test for COVID. They said, you have the flu. I had no symptoms of flu-like symptoms, which I've had many times. I coughed for three months straight. Uh, they gave me all kinds of stuff at the hospital and got me back on my feet. But And then I had another bout in September, which no one can prove if it was or not. I have no antibodies for it. So, you know, it's one of those things that it's iffy. Is it being manipulated? I don't know. You know, there's so much of that conspiracy theory that, you know, there's some kind of trigger in it that, you know, some people get hit, some don't. I, right. I still say I think the recent thing I read about the masks were, were causing more harm by keeping people isolated and not letting them be out. That was the last thing I just read yesterday. How does a so, mask keep someone isolated? Well, the masking and uh, quarantining and us being isolated in our homes is not healthy at all. all right, yeah, two, that, two very different topics. Okay, super. Yep. Thank you so much, Dennis. Really appreciate your insights uh, across the board on this. Van, you're going to have to stand by. we got one more quickie break to get out of the way, Van. According to one of our listeners, the previous emailer is one of the crazy Trump-following conspiracy theorists. We will ask him that. We'll give him an open mic here shortly on WDK, okay? And that'll leave room for one more caller, 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to be that caller, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Oh, man, alive. Mark Stevens doing a great job. He goes mm-hmm. from Emerson Lake and Palmer to uh, Gary... Uh, Gary Wright here? Weisberg. Eric Weisberg oh, and Dan Fogelberg. Dan Fogelberg, yes. Gary Weisman and Dan Fogelberg. Yes, that twin sons of different brothers. Mm. See, Seals, they, Seals and Croft might be next. They said smoking this stuff would make me forget, <laughs> but it doesn't seem to have worked. Okay. Yeah, got anyway. edibles now. All right. Crazy Trump following conspiracy theorist number seven. Go ahead, Van. You are on the mark. Uh, it's, it's good to hear that the left is still 
loving the name calling. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what they love to do and try to demonize people that, that use logic and common sense and intuition to understand really what's going on today. And that's the problem with what's going on. A lot of information out there and trying to actually decipher what's really true. And, you know, the left likes to call us crazy, yet in 2016, Trump was called an illegitimate president, and for four years of the Russian collusion, the, the whole Mueller investigation, and the impeachment debacle that was an absolute joke and a shame for this country, Trump was and is a legitimate president. And to think that, that Joe Biden won this, this election, and you can, you can say, well, that's a conspiracy, you know, that this election wasn't stolen, but when you have numbers... And, for example, here in PA, there was a vote dump. I don't know if these numbers are exactly right, but I know the percentage is correct. I'm thinking the numbers were something like 560,000 votes and two, three, uh, yeah, 3,800 for Trump in a half-hour period came into PA. Now, the percentage on that is 99.4% for Biden and 06 for President Trump. That is a statistical impossibility that that happened. And you on the left can say, oh, that happened, that he won. But isn't it amazing how it's just the, the right amount of votes that put him ahead, to put him in the lead, and then after that, the spikes in all five states that were the swing states, these huge spikes that took place, all of a sudden after that, they leveled out and went back to normal. That is a statistical impossibility. Well, and, and I think everybody should be everybody should be very very concerned about that. Yes, uh, I guess Republicans you could say are the victims this time, but who's going to be the victim next time? It could be Democrats, and, and then well, they yeah, already who, have who said. Let's let's be concerned with what's going on now. And what's amazing, you know, you were you were mocking the other day, saying about oh, this election was stolen and the earth is flat. You know, you can use an extreme like that to try to, to justify and, and legitimize this election, but there's no legitimacy to this election. It's a, it's a stain on the American voting system, and of all things that's most sacred is our ability to vote in this country and to trust an election that is truly correct. So, you know, you can say what you want, but when you look at the, at the statistics, and I think that if, if they allow Biden to go in, which I wouldn't doubt it because the globalists that, that pull the strings to this country are pushing to that end. They, they've used the COVID-19 as a means to do that. So they'll probably have Biden go in, but probably over the next four years there's going to be things that will come out and will prove that Biden is an illegitimate president. And I doubt whether the guy's going to go very deep into his presidency at all. I doubt whether he gets through the first year. The guy's a frail old man, and it's not, I'm not saying that to, to be harsh on him, but he, he looks very elderly. I mean, Trump does not look like an, like he's an old man. He has some vigor to him. Biden looks like a very old man. He looks he looks pale. He looks like he has no energy. And we've all heard him talk and make gaps, you know, one after another. You know, so to me, there's no way that this man got 80 million votes. Now, Trump, I believe, legitimately, he got the 70 million. And you can say, well, that's just, that's your looking at it. But... It makes sense to me, and intuition and common sense goes a long way in this world. Well, Van, thank you so much. We really, really, really love your viewpoints and your calls and your information and setting us straight and helping us understand all this. Please know, of course... Remember, I'm crazy. 
Well, that's one of your peers said that. I didn't say that. I was just reading that from one of the emails. I, I know who you are, and I know you're not crazy, and I really appreciate your call, and I thank you for tuning in. This is WKOK Sunbury.